It's the old Doctor Who show, episode 121. One, two, one, one, two, one, in love. War Machines. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jury, Debbie? Yeah? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. The first polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine, it's unity, it's like a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic. Doctor Who podcast brought to you in tri-weekly installments. Uh, once really again, we are up. back in the bedazzled saddle of the trusty old uh, pony, Shetland pony, uh, just in time for Christmas. Uh, Dan, <laughs> or or Hanukkah. Or none. Yeah, or I mean, none. Or I mean, um, Kwanzaa, or uh, Diwali, Diwali. Am I pronouncing that correct? Thank you. Uh, Dan, how are you, Dan? I'm great. Do you need a shovel, or are you good? You're all, all right. I'm fine. Okay. I wasn't shoveling myself. Uh, no, was for, Probably for the buried. pony that's unfortunately been passed away oh. uh, for several years. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. Well, <laughs> you started it. Hey, Eric, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, last time we talked... Yeah, we, tell we me about it. Bit of, we... Uh, we Tell me about it. Neglected to discuss probably the most pressing issue of our day. That would be uh, that film Dune. Dune. Oh. Hey. Wow. That's not bad. I didn't draw these. These are my daughter. My daughter drew these for me I, for I my uh, birthday here, a little birthday celebration. We've got the uh, Paul Atreides. You can't see this. It's an no, audio podcast. I can't, can, uh, I can't even see it. Yeah, you Dan was but. getting to the fact that last time we did a show, Dan, being Dan and being on top of things, was reviewing <laughs> Dune. And sure. me being me, I thought we reviewed Dune. And I think it's because I said to you, oh, we got to do a dedicated yes. Dune uh, review podcast that I wanted Which to do almost... Know. Instantly, uh, and it never happened. But in my head, we did it, and uh, it was great. It was very entertaining. (laughs) So we didn't talk about Dune, although I guess you talked about Dune, right? And I just sort of uh, just just blew it off. It's kind of strange. So I mean, we don't need to. It's been weeks now. It's It's been already. It's already (laughs) off of HBO Max. Like you can't even go back and watch it. I think is it even still in theaters? It's still in theaters, and I talked. I know I talked last time that, um, you know, I I wanted to see it in IMAX, and then I didn't Uh get to see it in IMAX, Uh and and all of this stuff. And because you're not a real fan, right? Um, so I didn't see it in IMAX. I only saw it once in the theater. I saw it once on HBO Max. I uh, loved it. Um, you know. I, I had joked on Twitter if there was a fire and you could only save one version of Dune, I would save the David Lynch Dune. The David Lynch Dune is still, uh, to me, a more interesting film because it's clearly a David Lynch film. 
as yes. much as it is a Dune adaptation. Um, that doesn't mean I don't I I loved the the Denis Villeneuve Dune. It's not. Well, it did things like I'm a huge huge fan of the book. You're really? never going to be able to replicate the book as a film. Maybe as a TV show. I, well, they tried that, and that didn't work either. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the miniseries, whatever. But I think to great. do that book justice, it needed to be a TV show, not a film. Hmm. Because when you're constructing a film, you're thinking about how long someone's got to sit in a seat in you know one setting. And you can't get what the book does so well is like that omniscient narrator because you literally herbert is so good at putting you in the head of every single character so you get all you 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 know how everyone within the universe perceives the universe right so you get you get a lot more time with things like dr yui was really yeah and we're not i'm not going to spoil anything so don't worry if you've not seen the book or or uh, watched the movie um so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep the spoilers to a minimum so fear not but Dr. Yui's a character in it that's really not present all that much in the movie to the movie's fault, I think, because that's a huge part of the of the book. Um, same thing with um, Thufer Howard and uh, some of the stuff with uh, Liet. And well, I would even so say there's lots the of stuff beginning. that's just not there. But you have to make those choices because the movie's already almost three hours so I, I totally get why they cut what they cut or they minimize what they minimized. Acting was fantastic. Uh, Timothy Chalamet was awesome. Here he is again. I got a little Timothy here that uh, you guys can see, but not you guys. And by you guys, I mean Dan. Um, yes. It was awesome. And I, and, I, and I can't wait to see the next one. And I can't wait to – I hope they do an extended edition uh, like they did with Lord of the Rings where we can get some of this stuff that was actually cut. But it's yeah, good. I I mean I agree with that. I I appreciate the Lynch film, and when it was the only version that was out there, it was it was great. It was I I had seen the Lynch film before reading the book, um, but I, I would say that the Lynch film is more of um, where where this movie is an adaptation of the book. The Lynch film is an interpretation of it. Yeah, I, he takes I, a lot of yeah. a lot of the ideas and goes in his own directions, which is, you know, something that you want from David Lynch. You want him to put it through his own um uh, point of view um and change things in a way that makes sense to his own sensibilities where this felt a lot more true to the the story itself. I don't feel like so much changed. Uh it was more like you said things had to be truncated and and shaped up to make this more of a a general audience sort of uh, picture. So I mean, even small things like I was, I was really surprised by how how short Shout Out Mapes was in this. Like to me, that was a really important character to introduce because it was the first Fremen that we really yeah. get a sense of, and we get to see at least you get that sense of awe that she is communicating to the audience that this is happening. She's she is a true believer and is completely uh, bought into the the religion and the the path that was laid before her by the Ben Gen- right. Benny Gesserit. So you get that moment, but you don't get so much else where they it feels like in the book they they needed to win her over a little bit more. Well I she think that's out for a lot longer. I, right. I, we we said we're not gonna spoil anything, so it's gonna be hard to well, it, but this, yeah, this, talk about this without this not spoiling a huge anything plot point. from the book. But that is such a the ugh, how do I say this? Um 
I guess fast forward. (laughs) No one's listening to the the Dune. Yeah, this is fine. Um, But one of the big complaints about the David Lynch version of Dune is that the idea of Paul Atreides and uh, the the, um, super being uh, savior messiah figure that comes to Arrakis to save its people is played kind of straight. Whereas even at the end, it's a, there's a supernatural element, the end of the David Lynch film, where he mm-hmm. makes it rain. The book is the opposite of that. And that scene that you're talking about is indicative of, of what Herbert's really saying, mm-hmm. which is that the Bene Gesserit and their Missionaria Protectiva goes to these planets all across the universe and plants these seeds that then form religions or based on them that they then can manipulate. Right. And that scene in the book, and they didn't really do it in the movie where the shout out Mapes is saying like, what's the name of this Chris yes. knife? And in the book, you're in Jessica's head and you feel that she's fishing within her memories to try to mm-hmm. say the right word. That's going to mm-hmm. get, this is going to elicit the response that she wants. And she says, maker. Instead of um, or the well dipper, it's something to do with like a well dipper or something. And well, that's there's, Mapes. There's the okay. The, the name shot up Mapes is well dipper, but the make death maker. Oh, so okay. she's thinking like, should I say death maker? And she doesn't. She cuts out the word death and just says maker, and it has a much more profound effect. Right. But you get the sense that none of this prophecy is like really real. It's all a manipulation mm-hmm. of powerful structures and how politics and 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 institutions abuse and use religion for their mo- for their own ends and you get that that whole scene is one of my favorite in the book that you really see that and it's you don't really get that it's in, implied you don't get that in either movie. movie no it's you know impli- and the, it's more implied in this movie they do talk about it um, yeah they Paul do kind of Paul, yes they they, kind of they see yes they see what you want them to see or something along yeah, those lines exactly so, so so it is explained to the audience but it is much clearer in the book and i think in the book there's there's so many more parallels things along those lines that every sort of group has their own uh plans and schemes that they've been setting up for a long time i mean i don't think anyone so has is so far reaching as the Ben Gesserit over centuries and centuries but i mean the empire and playing the houses against each other is pretty clear in the movie but all the different machinations that are happening are so much clearer right. in the book with the spacing guild and everything. Yeah, you so, don't even really get the spacing guild, spacing guild in this. You don't mention Chome. How are you going to mention Chome? Like, that's always still confusing, even to me. Right. Um, yes. But you said that scene was truncated or, like, a little, you know, very quickly the shout-out Meeps is yeah. hardly in it. The entire time that they're on Arrakis before whatever happens, happens... Yes, is super short in the super short. Like you don't even get a sense. Like in the book, there's the whole dinner party scene, and uh-huh. and you get a sense of like oh, and the them trying their, their equipment. The, the, the garden room in the in the palace, which I think is such a small, oh yeah yeah yeah. It's yes. not important, but it, it's such an interesting characterization. They only really talk about. Of course, it's obvious how important water is to people, but in the book, it is every other thought is about water so the only thing you get in this you get the palm trees which was uh, the palm tree watering the palm trees which was a slightly different thing a different take on it um and you uh, obviously the still suits and things like that but in the book with having the garden room that was specifically built for lady jessica and how mapes felt about it and the the waste of 
you know, perceived waste yeah. of water. It's just, it, it is, I really expected that oppression of the need for water to be more present in the movie like it is in the book. And it just didn't feel that way. Um, it, it actually kind of went the other way and played up the beauty of Dune, which, you know, you get from the Fremen talking about, uh, you know, uh, especially uh, Chani. I always say Chani. Did they say Chani in the movie? In my head, it's Chani. I think it's Chani. After, re- after reading it. Anyway, um, one of those well, things like where like, you pronounce it. Yourself, whatever yeah. it is, depending on what version you're seeing is how people Well, it's say just it. what I've yeah, always heard in my head whenever I say it. But, but like Chani talking about like the, the sands at, uh, yeah, the at sunrise and saying, yeah. So they play up that side of it, which you know does come into the book later. But I think that feels that came up more, much more when Paul is in the desert um, and finally gets um, to the settlements. Anyway, just just it's slightly, all, diff- yeah, yeah. slightly different. But again, it's like always like choices. Like the um, we talk about the scene with the watering of the palm trees. The palm trees. And the palm trees yeah. are in the book, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. But and like that that's like a way of the they have that one scene. It's the same sort of feeling is in the book there's a dinner party scene where they have like these bowls of water when you walk in and the rich people just put their hands in it and they throw the water on the floor then they mop it up in rags and they throw the rags or they sell the rags outside and then that's right whatever she's like we're gonna do away with this tradition but you there's all the stuff about tradition everything that depends on top of that yeah it's it's it's, livelihoods it's it's so much and, and I do miss that part of it. Yeah, and but you don't get Count the, Fenring. You don't get any of that stuff that happens. And whatever, read the book is what we're saying. Well, yeah, basically, Except and enjoy the movie. The movie is beautiful. Is so beautiful. The cinematography is so beautiful. Um, the scale of the buildings of the ships, uh, the built built world around them, felt real. It felt. Like it was in the future, but a such a warped future. Um, they don't really talk so much about the thinking machines. They do a little bit, and they really kind of. No, they don't talk about the they, like um, the mentats. I mean, they the kind of talk about what it, they but are, not, why they are. But they don't really get into why that's so important and why it's so important that Paul is this blend of kind of Benny Gesserit and mentat training. Yeah, they don't. One, they don't. They is, skip over that that he's it's, trained it's, to be a mentat. But they do. But they do give you the the audience enough to understand basically what's going on. So I think it's, it's incredible. Right. Cause if you try to, make... yeah, if you try to include all of that stuff, all you that. end up with what people didn't like about the David Lynch film where they're constantly in someone's thoughts. And that's how you sort of attack, you know, tackle that whole omniscient viewpoint is to yeah. have, but where they have to have literally the Lynch film Voice opens over. with the princess doing a huge, you know, exposition Information dump. dump. And yeah. This, these are the spacing guild people. And but these are this and that's and the mentats on the other are hand, here for that. That is kind of true to the the book in a way. Oh yeah, because the, the book is open. Yeah. So it was interesting to use that device to both be true to the source material, but also do a whole lot of business yes. of setting things up up front, which um, just seems like it would have been crazy for any audience to. Really well, I hope. I really do hope that they do a Blu-ray with. Yeah the extended edition scenes because there are scenes we talked you and i talked over text as uh kids are want to do but apparently the the film the denny villeneuve film originally opened with duncan idaho landing on arrakis when he goes ahead of everyone to try to make contact with the fremen and that was one of my favorite parts of 
the Villeneuve movie is when you see like the Sardar car floating down, floating down, and like how weird and unnerving and kind of beautiful that image is, and quite like the way you, the sound oh, design wow. in Dune is as yeah. good, if not better, than the visuals. But that's a whole yep. other discussion. But apparently, that's how the film is supposed to open with like a big sky and then just a oh, single wow. person landing on Arrakis, and then they opted for the uh, uh, Ch- Chani opening. You know, which, which makes sense because I feel really like you well. need you needed to to tie her into it, and it was a way of figuring out well, seeing it from it the Fremen viewpoint. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for that reason, but also to set up how important she will become in later portions of the story, whether it's just the second part of this book or later stuff that keep going. But that's such an interesting choice, considering that they only apparently filmed the first half and didn't set up the second half, where in this day and age, like, the Hobbit book was, a, you know, a much smaller book, broken up into, what, three films? You would expect that they, if they're going to take the, a studio's going to take a gamble uh, to put out this much money on a, a property like this, that they would have <laughs> filmed right. two parts at once. So it's an interesting thing to say, like, Chani is really going to become important. She's going to, especially at the end of this first part, come into play, Paul's visions, etc. But if there was the chance that the second half of the story doesn't get told, that seems like such an almost a wasted uh, entry point into the... I don't know. I, I, I know that there were some people who felt like a little bit of a bait and switch they, that you know she wasn't in this story as much as the uh, marketing materials yeah, made. Well, which is not unlike like that, but... how much Sting was actually in the 1994 oh, right. Dune, who was yeah. also a actor slash musician. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, time repeats itself. She's the she's the sting of our time. She is as, the sting. as many people have said. Everyone the, yeah, says that. It's great. And then we <laughs> should I jump on to the Doctor Who uh, show that we have to but why? review. Um, but why? But it was great. I, I did yeah. I did really enjoy it. And I'm very curious to see how the Sisterhood you... show goes, which is a, a TV show that they're doing and I'm, I don't know anything oh. about it other than I it's focused on the Sisterhood. Yeah, and wow. Denny Villeneuve is supposed to direct the pilot. Oh, that's cool. And um I forget the woman's name who's the showrunner, but, it, it, you know, I'm looking forward to that. That could That's go south or it could be the best thing in the world. Who knows? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well. Good. Good, then, good ad- uh, adaptation. We did that. <laughs> Are we going to rank the Dune adaptations? Because, uh, you know, you've got this one. The miniseries. The sci-fi series. You've got the Children of Dune sci-fi. It's fine. We don't need to do I that. Wonder, We're going to hit the button, right? Is, is it possible to see the sci-fi series? Yeah, they're all, I mean, they're there? illegally, they're on YouTube or whatever if you want to search them. Yeah. I've seen them several times. The sci-fi series is probably the closest, like, as far as, like, adapting to the faithful. book. I mean, they're pretty faithful. They they don't, they also don't do the dinner party. They even do the stuff, like, where you go to Giddy Prime, hmm. I think. I don't know. It's been a while. I can't. I, I can't remember exactly, but I know Princess Irulan is more involved. She's a bigger character. They gave her a lot more business um, in the sci-fi series, but it's a little bit closer to to the book. But the costuming well, st- is not great at all. Well, no, no. The budgets aren't great. I didn't love the the acting. Um, Children of the Dune, which was the sequel that they did, which is like Dune Messiah and Children of Dune, I thought was much better, and it features. Uh, a good uh what's his face the young oh. professor x he's also yeah, yeah, yeah drop his name in right now dan hit me with him james mac james McAvoy. i knew there was a mac in there but i couldn't think of it 
Okay, it's fine. We finally got to James McAvoy. And any time we get to James McAvoy, it's time to hit the button. Because that's when we uh, we trip out on the Let's spice. Get Whoop. those fingers ready, people. Surely she wouldn't have left her out a word to us. Well, she wouldn't think so. She seemed a nice bird. Friendly. We're not stuck up like you, Duchess. Look, don't call me Duchess. I'm worried about Dodo. I'm, I'm supposed to be looking after her. You know, showing her around. You, that's a laugh. Yeah. It is our night for surprises. What do you want in here? Oh, the doctor. Do you know him? He's Dodo's boss. He looks like that disjunct. Oh, I find you both here. Well, I hope Dodo and yourself have enjoyed yourselves. Yes, thank you. Have one on the house, Doctor. It isn't every day we get the over-twenties in this place. Dig your fab gear. Fab gear? <laughs> Who's your friend? He's not exactly a friend. I've just met him. His name is Ben. Ben, the Doctor. Oh, yes. Hello, Hello my boy. I don't see Dodo about. I'm afraid she's gone. Yes, she's gone? Gone where, Charles? Well, she came to answer the phone about half an hour ago. We haven't seen her since. All right, this is Dan... Uh, Dan, this Eric. is, I lost my thing that I had open for just this reason. Uh, this is the War Machines. This is the ninth and final, uh, serial from the third season. This is from 1966. This is lucky number three, as far as our seasons go. It was written by Ian Stewart Black. How could you forget that from those titles? Yep. And uh, directed by uh, Michael Ferguson, uh, Mickey Ferg. Uh, old Mickey Ferg is behind the behind the camera on this one. The TARDIS uh, and and uh, its its uh, inhabitants, the Doctor. <laughs> what is this account? <laughs> doctor and someone named Dodo uh, arrive and get to meet a fancy computer. Uh, called Wotan and the professor of Brett who created it. Um, and you find out this computer is so fancy it's going to be hooked directly to the White House. It's going to be hooked directly to the Royal Navy. Uh, space is involved with Cape Kennedy. Everything. Everybody's all about this new fancy computer. Uh, but a computer goes crazy. Uh, and so we have to go to a nightclub and we have to meet Polly and we have to meet a very depressed... Uh, Navy man, and uh, some stuff happens. Dan, what did you think of uh, <laughs> this uh, William Hartnell story? Getting a lot of feedback in my headphones, so hope you guys. Don't yeah, I hear that. I hear a little static. Too. Uh, what did you think you of go. the War Machines, Dan? I was going to give you a second if you want to try to fix your static. Is it still going between. for you? I, well, just a little. Ever, just don't move or breathe. Gone, Perfect. Just don't move. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, what did I think of this? Yeah, well, first of all, of so, j- just so we don't get you know thousands and thousands of emails and death threats. Uh huh. Apparently, this is the tenth story. Oh, I said season. the ninth story. You, you know why nine. I said the like ninth a, story? Because like I was jerk. reading it off Wikipedia, where it says the ninth story. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm reading off a different Pedia. Okay. Fair enough. Pedo. I'm reading it off of Yeah, Pedo if you go to model. Wikipedia, this is actually interesting. Because if it. you go to the Wikipedia, 
It says the War Machines is the ninth and final serial of the third season. Now you're on TARDIS Wikia, probably. Yes. Yeah. Where it says yes. the tenth. So the tenth and final. One of you out there should hit Wikipedia or TARDIS Wikia and correct it so that it's true. Put it on both of them. Just say ninth or tenth. Yep. And when you need to, uh, cre- you know, something? say what source, use our show. Link it to yeah. Link to the Doctor. Link Who show. to the old Doctor Thanks. Who show. That's we, very we interesting. Get a, a crazy amount of traffic um, to our, our shows from Wikipedia. Interesting. So. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> anyway, uh, Eric, what did I think of this? What I, did you uh, think of this show? I really enjoyed this story. All right. <laughs> okay. I really. Um... <laughs> what is it? You passed out? Is it a lie that you enjoyed the show? No, I'm sorry. I don't know why. It was just funny to me that you sent me an image of the Wikipedia article. Just so you don't think I'm crazy. I, no, I totally think you're crazy, but not because of that. That had nothing to do with it. Okay, sorry. What do I think of this story? Uh, I, I I absolutely enjoyed this story. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. There's some, you know, the whole... We'll, we'll come to Dodo a little bit later, mm. uh, the, dis- the disappearance of Dodo. But overall, the 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 characters are great. I really enjoyed this uh, performance by Hartnell. Yeah, he's a good Hartnell. Of the Doctor. There's some weird things that will will come later, like some some things that feel a little out of character for the Doctor that we've seen to this point, and the Doctor that he kind of becomes later. Again, it's a little hard for us. Always the caveat: they're watching these stories out of order. We're watching them now chronologically, but not necessarily back to back. So, you know. Anyway. Um, but it, it was it was a lot of fun. I like the overall concept of this uh, computer that's going to try to you know um, take over the world in order to improve it. Um, so it has its own sort of set, its own internal logic um, based on the inputs that it has, and then it comes to the conclusions that you know humans can't be trusted, and let's take the take over the world, and they'll be our our, our little slaves. Um, I love the setting in London in 1966, um, getting to see uh, some of the city and the architecture and then going to a swing in 60s club and the, uh, you know, all the extras grooving in their, mm-hmm. in their, in their clothes. Um, I did not, you know, didn't read anything about this beforehand, so I didn't know this was the exit of Dodo and the introduction of Polly and Ben. Polly and Ben, I think we've only seen once or twice before but only in animated form i don't think we've actually we ever seen saw, them yeah we definitely saw polly in animated form but didn't we see her in another one or no maybe i guess once. maybe we did i don't know this maybe I we didn't maybe so. yeah we definitely saw power of the daleks where yes. she, i felt she looked more like nico than she actually does yes when you watch uh this one but you're right yeah She's in a yeah. bunch, but I don't. Doesn't I don't think we did the Smugglers or the Tenth Planet or so, Moon Base or whatever. So when they came on screen for the first time, I didn't recognize that. Oh, that's that's until he said Polly. Yeah. Like, oh, Polly, great. That's awesome. And Ben, when he were introduced to him at the bar, did not have any idea who he, who he was. Nope, I didn't sense. know he was going to become a companion. Not at all. No. I was just um, like, who is this bummed out guy at the bar where everyone's yeah. like, that guy's bumming everyone out. Go talk to him. Which was such a weird thing. I guess that's that's Polly's. Polly's I guess their job. <laughs> I'm a scientist, and I cheer people up. But I like. <laughs> yeah, you bars. keep keep going. All of it. So I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the introduction. Um, uh, 
they both were characters that had a fair amount to do. Poor Polly getting hypnotized. That was her whole introduction to this was just already automatically becoming a baddie um, against her will. But um, but she still had, you know, had a lot to do. Had the, that moment of breakthrough when she, like, lets Ben get free from the warehouse. Uh, blah, blah. Anyway, so that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and it, and it moved the, the pacing I thought was really pretty good. Uh, over four parts here, we got a lot of action. Um, the cliffhangers were pretty good. So, you know, moving through the whole thing, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Eric, what's your bottom line on this? Um, I didn't really like this one, Dan. You so I'm unlike a... you. I, I thought it was kind of boring, to be honest. I felt like I liked the first episode of the four-parter. I liked Polly. I liked Ben. I loved the Inferno Club. Oh, I love the so. idea of uh, AI going crazy. I like. I'm always a fan of the body snatcher, who's mm-hmm. possessed kind of thing with the sound, you know. And we we get that. That's not the. This is not the first story where in Doctor Who a computer will take over your mind with sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, I was just sort of bored. I feel like. I feel like the machines, the designs of the machines themselves were pretty bad. I didn't love the look of them and the, you know, when they're going around London, it was all right. It it wasn't, like, terrible. Um, I thought Dodo was kind of terrible, but I guess we'll get to her later. She, like, didn't... We'd only seen her, I think, in the gunfighter, so I didn't... The first time I saw her, I was like, who is this person? Yeah. Were we supposed to? Because you know, again, I don't remember what. I guess the gunfighters was the I think her we've introduction. Seen her twice was that where she came from? The gunfighters, or maybe no, she came no. from before that. But I, I, I don't have any kind of relationship Connection. with her, and I felt like her personality was super bland. And then all the weirdness. I guess we might as well talk about it. She Do just it. disappears. Like she gets, she's sort of like involved in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then she's in, instantly hears the sound where no one else does. So she's got hyper dog hearing. And then she starts to get taken over. And she's at the club and she gets the phone call and she disappears. And then I guess she gets cured, right? And then goes well, to lie down for like 48 hours. They take her away to, never to see her uh, again. Sir Charles, Charles's yeah, Sir Charles. house. Yeah. His, take it. Very. Yeah. Anyway. It's yes. weird. Like, and I, and I understand. I've already like seen comments come in on Twitter. That's a thing. Every nobody knows what happened. Because right. all of a sudden she's she leaves the show off screen and you just hear from Polly who's like, Oh yeah, she said to say she's hanging out with her friends. Huh? Okay, whatever. Yeah. So that was weird. But I feel like I, w- I would like to know what's going on in the real world that led to that. I Other than other than apparently her contract ended midway through. I don't know why. It was just why they wouldn't extend it just to finish the story, or if there was some acrimonious something or other. Or but right, right. I and so I don't know how much that knowledge played into her performance in the story because, like you said, we haven't really seen her much before. So I don't know if this was a typical performance for her. But I think you know some of the work she was doing in in the first story and in the Inferno Club before she gets the phone call. I thought that was actually it was it was fun and interesting and i kind of like the character there but then she kind of goes into that mind control thing and it was even more leaden than the other characters and just felt like i don't know maybe she was dragging her feet towards the yeah exit. and and like she's written in a way that like she you feel like she's going to be so much more important 
because she's the last, like there's three of them that are possessed by this computer and she's the last one that comes in and there's that shot where she's standing in the front and they're behind her. And it's like, okay, well, this is, she's going to be more involved. Central, and then all of a sudden yeah. she's cured and disappears. Yeah. Fine. It's fine. Um, I liked the bartender at the Inferno Club too. I thought she was, she was Kitty? good. Friends with yeah, Polly. Uh-huh. Um, Polly was great. She's super tall, or everyone else she's, is short, but um, she seems ben like she's tall as hell. Short. I like yeah. her, so I would like to see more. Sh- I guess we're not. Maybe we're we're actually not going to see more stories with her. But I, she was interesting, and I did like the Navy dude, Brett. No, what's his name? Ben. So, ben. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, other than that, I just felt a little bit bored. Even though, like as I say it, like the I thought Hartnell was pretty good. All around, um, he was at, he was like very likable. I felt, and well, it just felt like I don't know. It just felt very like middle of the road. I would like to know, and maybe I missed it. Who is the disc jockey? The doctor looks like that they yeah, make mention. Is that like someone famous? That's that someone watching it would know who they meant. I was expecting the disc jockey to come and do a switcheroo or something like i think it was wolfman jack, <laughs> wolfman jack. <laughs> no i don't i don't know either um it does mention on the tardis wikia because i was looking to see if they had a an explanation did of they that, say why they what did the... not they just mentioned that it was said but not who that was referencing so uh please write in let yeah us know and why does polly get blamed for the creepy dude at the club they're, they're like that guy's being a weirdo creep and then I think Ben is his name. Ben. I'm going to keep calling him by a different yes, name. Ben yes. is like, why'd you lead him on? Remember, she she's getting blamed just for being Polly. Thought that was oh a weird, oh ben. the guy that starts a fight with Ben. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's I fine. Uh, I don't know. I, I told you when I finished watching it, I was like, I feel like I have nothing to say about it because I yeah. can't. Like, the acting was good. The story was serviceable. It didn't like I didn't really connect with it or it didn't move me in a way and I feel like I just don't have anything to talk right. to say about it. Well then right? I'll take it over from here. You can just um <laughs> you can just close off your computer. I can talk good. more about Doom. Do you want to talk more? <laughs> okay. A couple of things. Oh, title I... sequence was brilliant. Yes. I love the title sequence. I was just I loved the title sequence. I wish we the... had more of those title sequences. Go on. Why did you like it so much? It was just different. Like, mm-hmm. the way that they broke... It was very artistic. The, you know, the war, mush, eens, like, all of that stuff with the numbering. And it was... Inverting it felt like a computer yeah. printout or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it was on... The form matched the content. I thought it was great. It was good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I the like typeface and all that. Everything sort of worked. Mm-hmm. So, good good on you, art director, whoever, whoever came up with that. Nicely done. Um... Yeah, and I felt like the first episode was really the strongest for me because it was like, oh, this cool title sequence. Oh, we're in the Inferno. Oh, it's Polly and the swinging kind of 60s energy coming on. And then after that, it just sort of was downhill. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. I think that was definitely the strongest episode. Like you said, you get all those elements to it. You get uh, Wotan is starting Mm -hmm. to become – you're starting to see what the threat is. It starts speaking. Um, So, But there were some interesting things, I I think – so the the doc so saying that I like this story I did I enjoyed it 
I can definitely see what you're saying. There are some very slow parts. The testing of the war machines in the warehouse, even just yeah. any of the where any of the warehouses scenes where they're unpacking boxes yeah. for about twenty minutes. <laughs> yes. Like yes. okay, that we did not need that. Or just demonstrating the arm chop and like yes. it's just like yeah. uh, okay. It, it it took forever. I didn't I didn't mind the design of the war machines themselves, but they were cut rate Daleks. I actually expected the Daleks to be part of this. I expected yeah. because they are they are I'm referenced at the beginning. They didn't come at some point make an appearance. Because the Doctor even says to Dodo in like one of the first scenes, uh, he mentions something in passing about the the Daleks and and realizes, oh, you've never met them, and I hope you never will. Which felt like Chekhov's gun. That of course you're, now you're going to see them at the end of the story, but that never happened. Instead, you get these war machines that were kind of cut rate Daleks in a yep. way. Um, they still they had the same sort of. Uh, <laughs> the the Dalek uh, gun always reminds me of like the a paint roller. Um, to, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, the, yes. So you just want to put the same a, things the on paint there. roller yeah, right over it. Just do the wall; it'd be perfect. So, so that was it. It's like a yeah, a cut rate version of that. Um, one thing I hate, mm-hmm. I hate, is calling the Doctor Doctor Who. I oh, I wanted to talk about that. Stand that. No, I love that. And I it want makes it me because so angry. there's so many people that I've seen, and, and not anymore, but like when Twitter first came around, um, where people would just like shame people if they referred to Doctor Who as Doctor Who and be like, the name is the Doctor. But it's like, no, here, like you, you would see Doctor Who in the title sequences all the time. Right. But right. here, he's literally the computer's like, I'm looking for Doctor Who. Get me Doctor Who. What's the number of yeah. Doctor Who? And I'm like, you know what? Doctor Who's a cool name. I'm all for Doctor Who. You hate Doctor Who. You don't want your I, I absolutely can't stand it. I think it kind of breaks the whole idea of the name of the show. I get annoyed it is, when... It is the mystery. Yeah, I get annoyed when Stephen Moffat would constantly make that joke. Joke, like yes. where it would be like Doctor sort of, Who, yeah. like, and then in the form of a question, and you're like right, looking at right. the camera. But Doctor Who as like a name always felt cool to me. I That's me. It. Can't stand it. Makes me angry. Um, but anyway, what's <laughs> up with the computer? Now I was trying to like, you what's know, the, what's computer? the computer's motivation to to wipe out humanity just because humanity is imperfect? Yes, it, it can't progress any further. So right, so it's the it's the end. What the? Well, my dog. The thing I liked about the computer was like it knew what TARDIS meant. Yeah, and yeah. so they didn't really well, explain how. But it's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe it know it has access to all this information. The Doctor's been on Earth before, therefore, you know, it's able to somehow scrub yeah. through all of the data and maybe it together. But that felt together. like another misdirect to me. Like, I thought it was because... It was an alien Dal- or something. The Daleks were behind it. Oh, right. right. And they knew it. So that's... I was like, oh, man, it is going to be the Daleks, which I wouldn't have wanted. I'm glad that that didn't happen, but that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. So, very glad that we didn't go down the, the Dalek rabbit hole, which always seems to be, especially in Modern Who, seems to be like, yeah, it's the end of the season. We're going to throw in some... Anyway, so I'm glad that didn't happen. What year did we um, say this was? This 66. was 66, right? 66 is is the setting, um, and it was also broadcast in 66. Right, and then and, and 2001 is 68 or 69, right, the film. I'm trying to think, like, sure. even though this is so commonplace now, like, AI taking over, killing humions were not sure. good enough. Is this This has got to be one of the first... 
I mean, maybe Isaac Asimov or whatever I, has exactly like, what I was gonna say. That feels feels like Highliner Asimov or something like that. But it definitely uh, is. But it's one of the, the first like shows. Or, yeah. Sure. So yeah. in that sense, it's pretty pretty ahead of its time, I guess. Yeah. Um. I thought that the the performances even of uh, a lot of the supporting characters was very good. I especially like Crimmins, who is the they called the little electronics guy. Um, I thought he was great, uh, especially during those scenes that they each got to do when they got the thought control conversion, and they were like kind of had to do the the kind of physical work, of like almost like a Steve Martin in uh, All of Me. Was that right? <laughs> yeah, where he's like one leg's getting pulled away to the other direction, and it's a lot of physical business that had to happen there. Um, I thought that was that was all really fun and interesting. Um, the you have Wotan is planning to form this mass distributed computing network across the the world. Um, you saw that the White House is going to get connected. Yeah, uh, yeah. They have that like they have that chart that chart with yeah. all of somebody so, had to print out those little cards and put them up there. So I looked that up because I wasn't sure. Like, sixty six is a lot later in computer history than I I tend to think about. I, you know, so much happened much earlier in the fifties. So computer networking was was an idea that came about in the fifties. So it's not something they invented or uh, were far ahead of themselves on that. But that was interesting too that it was all kind of phone based and modem based back then. So it felt like a lot of that the sound effects sounded like old school modems and I don't know if that's actually what they were sampling but to me it was very reminiscent of that mm-hmm. so like the computer would call someone and take over their brain and it was like a, a dial up modem uh, sound so I don't know if that's actually accurate to the time but I, I really appreciated that very interesting um, I don't know man I, I definitely see where you're coming from with some of the, the slower pieces but overall I don't know. It was fine. And for a Hartnell, we both touched on it. He was really good in it. Well, here's the thing. And even when he stands up to them, like when he's like in the street, that was a a good moment for him when he He stands up to He had a lot of great moments, but he had a lot. He had this uh, habit of just disregarding human life in this story many times. Yeah. So Ben was looking for Polly. The entire time because he didn't know where she went, didn't know she was under mind control at first. And the doctors, we just don't have time to look for one person, you know, the the needs of the one, etc. So there was that. And then, but the bigger problem is the doctor figures out how to, you know, create this little, um, I don't know, uh, electrical interference, uh, trapping one of the war machines um, so he can reprogram it and sends it after Wotan, knowing that. It's the building is still occupied full of people who are not exercising free will. They're not doing this on their own. They're being controlled, and he just doesn't <laughs> care. And even Polly is going to be there, and you know the the main scientist guy, uh, whatever his name is, Briggs. No, does it matter? Anyone? It does shout not matter. It hundred percent does not matter. Professor Brett. So that's it. Brett. Uh, Professor Brett Michaels was there. But he, so he sends the, the thing there, knowing full well it's going to have a confrontation with Wotan and blow shit up. And uh, Crimmins, the electronics guy, does die. It was weird to me that they actually killed him. I don't know why. It's just a weird thing. Like, that was an undeserved death. And I, it's just surprising to me that they kept that in the show. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, he but, didn't I do mean, anything. I feel like it, that's not the first time that's happened either, though. It no, I'm like sure it is like a trait of the doctor he's not always the 
Human well, life is not always so valued. This version, this version of the Doctor, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it definitely changes later on. But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> Sir Charles was the only character I really just don't. Has understand. he been in it, the show before, Sir Charles? I, no, I don't think so. But they do have these relationships later on, especially in the in the unit years stuck on Earth. Yeah, this is like a proto like, unit two feeling story definitely like, was definitely feel like they're going they can see how they end up getting there yeah yeah and i and i really enjoyed the modern setting uh you know modern in terms of the time this was shot and, and, and uh broadcast um yeah i don't know so it was, it was fun um sir charles is like a celebrity he feels like he's got celebrity status Do well we I, don't see him again I don't know if we do or not. I hope we do. I mean, God, God bless him. God he knows. Be a I hope just, we do. Just wonderful. Yeah, I think he's only been in this one. I don't think we see him again. He's only been in the War Machines. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not much else to say. It, it, it is strange, you know. Besides the production fact that um, Dodo leaves halfway through the story, um, the kick in the pants at the end. You mentioned that Polly says, you know, she. Uh, Dodo gave me a message to tell you she sends yeah. her love, and the doctor kind of like completely craps on her. It's like sends kind her love. Of, yeah. How how uh, how ungrateful she is and whatever, but just to not have that on screen goodbye. Right. So Very you don't strange. get the on screen goodbye, and then you also get like it's worse. I mean, they've done it just... before, but they sneak on like so they're not even invited yes. on either so it's like this weird scene where that happens then the doctor disappears then people you don't really know just go in so the whole thing felt very yeah it was strange, strange too because they were they were going to return the key that the doctor yeah, dropped he drops the he, second he key drops and then the he's second got, key he, it's yeah he must have like a, a pocket full of keys because he had his own so they're going to go return the key to him by breaking into the police box and and give him that apparently oh, i was reading this i didn't notice this did you that um during shooting, during production of the story, the police box prop was completely rehabbed, so the filmed versions yeah. of the exterior of the of the police box were before they redid it, and then the close up studio ones are uh, it was redone complete. This is where like the uh, the sign changes, the orientation of the door changes a bit. It's repainted. Like it is I apparently not, pretty obvious, but that. I didn't notice it at all. No, nope, it just me did neither. not occur to me. So um, that's. Good eyes for, for those people that saw it. But to to jump back to the um, no, let's not to the, the them sneaking oh, on. Mm-hmm. There, a lot of other people have snuck on, right? I feel like yeah. uh, Nissa or Tegan or one of them snuck on, and maybe Adric snuck on. I like it so much more when the doctors like, "Do you want to see this wonderful world?" Right. And then they right. choose to go on, right? I just like yeah, uh, and other of, people, and then like I imagine like in the next step, they're like, "Where, where are we?" And then it's like, are they trapped with him? And then it adds a whole other element. Well, they definitely are because we know in this era of the Doctor, he he, quote unquote, can't control where the TARDIS yeah. is going. Yeah, they don't know. So they definitely are trapped. So I, I definitely do prefer, and I, and I even like going a step further when they set up people in the story who you assume are going to be a companion or would be a, a great companion, and the Doctor never asks them. So it's just like, I love that kind of, ooh, is this going to be the person that travels with him? Are they gonna, is he going to give them that chance, and how are they going to respond to it, as opposed to, like you said, just, yeah, just like, sneaking whoops. Up, whatever, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> whoops, now we're, now we're stuck somewhere else in time and space. Yeah. Anyway. So Dodo 
do you remember her from um from the musical? Yeah, of course. Is that the only time we saw her? <sighs> Let me see. I'm trying to even remember like what I know that's per- the the main story that we saw her in. I feel like we saw her in So there's a story called the, the no, Savages so, so just be, that takes to place be clear. in between these. So we lose Steve, right? Because Yeah, we didn't Steve see that. Steve joins a couple episodes before the gunfighters, right? I mean, they find him with his little doll in yes. space, but is Dodo in that one? No, she's not. Because they no, seem like they're guess... going through um, the companion well, pretty relatively quickly, right? Well, you know, remember, like, we're we're jumping around a bit, and, but we, ha- we had Susan and... Uh, Barbara and Ian for a yeah, long time. Yeah, forever. And, and and so then it feels like after Steve, that, Steve I think was in the show for a, just a for quite some time too. So, well, this is only season three, so it couldn't have been that long. It must have been some of season three, and that was it. The time meddler. That's when we had Vicky, and I think we first meet Steve. Yes. Right. Okay. I think that's right. I, I liked Vicky. I don't know. I mean, Dodo. I guess it's not fair to just say. Based on one story and literally like twenty-five minutes in this whole four-parter, but yeah. I didn't. Know, it just was hard to even understand what her her character was supposed to be about. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much personality there that we could see. In no, this, and it, in you can almost pieces. feel maybe the awkward, weird energy if like her contracts up or maybe they're well, that's treating her so it, poorly. Is that what was going on in the story? Because in some scenes, her performance was really lively and interesting, and then others, it really... And it's not just because she was under thought control, although that doesn't right, help. That, that, that. But it kind of just felt like she was... I can I guarantee one of our uh, listeners knows, uh, oh. and we will hear about it. So you can let sure. us know what truly Thanks. happened behind the scenes with, uh, with Dodo. I see in my previous notes from other uh, stories you reviewed... The Gunfighters is the first and only previous story that we saw with Dodo. Of course, she was mm. in a bunch that we didn't see, but yes, that's that was the only time. Interesting, because my my first note in The Gunfighters is Dodo question mark. So <laughs> yeah, that's why. Anyway, it's fine, and that, that she's I'm sure the actress is totally fine. It just felt like it was a hundred percent on the script or direction or whatever. They didn't didn't seem like they knew what to do with her or how to make her work. Yeah. Where it feels like Ben and Polly are coming to this with much stronger personalities and uh, traits, things to do. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, it's probably also nice to ha- come on with two companions at once who've played off of each other a bit and, and are both kind of getting their feet at the same time. Um, so you kind of get that interaction at the same time that you're seeing them overall with the Doctor. Anyway, good stuff. It was, like you said, a fine story. I, I rate it slightly higher than you, and especially yep. grading on the early Hartnell curve. I think this is one of the better ones well, for me. Well, we know what we thought of it, but what did uh-huh. our listeners think of it, Dean? What a segue. Yep. Segue. Segue. Um, yeah, so thank you very much, folks. We did tweet out um, earlier that we were reviewing this story, so that's uh, on Twitter at T-O-D-W- Nope. nope, T-O-D-W show. That's I did right. say it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it is. Um, so thank you for getting back to us. There was a bit of a conversation there. Look at me vamping as I get to it. Okay. Um, While you're doing that sound, didn't we? someone send us a way that we can um, read international reviews? 
Or did I hallucinate that? Oh, yes. Because we uh, haven't had a U.S. review since March 29th. Doesn't that seem odd? We've completely been abandoned. I've abandoned my child. Uh, we've been abandoned by our U.S. Uh, brothers and sisters. Interesting. Yes, there but, is a way to do that. Yeah. Uh, but you can get your by... other stuff. Okay. Hang on. I'm sorry for the editing you're probably going to have to do. That I hope you're going to do around this because i'm not editing anything i'm leaving edit, all edit. of this in so you people Please know edit how painful it all can be okay so thank you so much for uh giving us feedback on twitter uh let's see we got a reply from homeschool film school says gotta wonder if the actress playing dodo just quit on them in the middle of the show it's like she's there at the beginning, then you just don't see her anymore, and somebody says she will be staying behind. I mean, yeah. So, so basically, like we talked about, yeah, uh, apparently she did just leave halfway through, and that's, and I, I just don't, you know, uh, I don't like that. That not only do we not get to have the on-screen send-off, but that it was so negative that the doctor was just like, "Well, screw her, yeah, uh, ungrateful little brat," and then she walks off. So I wonder, you know, if that was written uh, towards the actress. I don't know. Uh, is it yeah, that. I mean, that's like possible. I guess. Like, it, was it that though. dark? I hope not. I hope not. But we don't know. So if you guys know, clearly they did. Yeah. They had some producer or something must have had an issue with the actress because what a horrible. They could to have pay, done to, anything. To they could have had a dramatic. More, yeah, yeah, they could have made her exit a pivotal part of the plot, which would right. have made it even the show more interesting. Or, I was reading something else. Uh, someone else has kind of suggested, why didn't they just film her goodbye when they were filming the other exterior shots of her outside the TARDIS? I mean, they could have done something. Yeah, they could have. It's, they, it's like they didn't want to. And it wouldn't to. have been extra days of shooting. Like, it just could have been done. But they right. just maybe, I feel like there's something deeper going on there. There's more Mysteries. to it, Dan. Um, Matthew Pittard says, Jackie Lane, who played Dodo, mm-hmm. had talked about her role a couple of times, but her leaving the show remains a little bit of a mystery. Enjoyable, but honestly, the crazy whispering of Wotan drives me nuts. Yeah, it, it's a slow talk whisper bad guy voice. Yeah, will never escape it. And over distorted and, yeah, wasn't fun. Uh, it goes on to say, worst companion exit? Uh, very close to it. Um, yep, it definitely feels like the worst one. I mean, it's the worst one to me is just because it's the saddest is Sarah Jane. That will always be the saddest. Yeah, it's a very worst sad image. But this was the most dismissive. For sure. Um, yeah, March Payne says, really enjoyed the introduction of uh, Polly and Ben as they felt very much characters of the period. I agree with that. Uh, but felt bad for Dodo just being dumped halfway through the story. With Stephen having just left as well in the previous story, it feels like they were clearing the deck somewhat. Yeah, and it totally um, makes sense. I mean, you have two companions being replaced almost immediately by two other companions. Yeah. Yeah, very strange. Um, Jason Thompson says, "I believe your con- I believe her contract ended at episode two, but it's still strange they didn't. Oh, this is where I read this. It's still strange they didn't record a farewell scene with her outside the TARDIS when they did the pre-filming for the bit when they arrive and are hanging out, uh, hanging the out of order sign on the on the front of the TARDIS. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's exactly right, Jason. Sorry, I I quoted you without knowing where I was uh, re- remembering reading that, but that's that's a great point. They really could have if the production staff writers etc cared about the character and the actress they could have written something 
and still worked around the fact that she wasn't going to be paid for the two more episodes right. uh, to be in it. So uh, this is this. I wonder how deep this goes. Um, <laughs> Jason Thompson goes on to say, uh, totally random little detail, but I love that the sign saying out of order is the same font as the episode titles and credits for most of this era. Uh, though not for this one, obviously, because as you mentioned, mm-hmm. they changed kind of that computer font. But it is the same sort of um, same sans serif font they use uh, throughout the regular titles, which is nice. Um, he says uh, a couple more tweets here. Thank you, Jason, for helping us fill up some time here. Uh, it benefits from being watched as part of a marathon. If you've watched the whole of the Hartnell era up to this point first, the totally different style of the Doctor getting involved in a contemporary setting in the story really stands out. Unfortunately, another uh, thing that we miss watching these stories kind of jumping around a little bit. So, But we do yeah, get to see some evolution of this Doctor. Um, and lastly says... <laughs> it's so weird because uh, like three stories prior, he was getting dental work in the, in the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Right? Yeah, that's true. And then, and then you end up here. It's a little bit mixed. Jason Thompson finally says, uh, in the last tweet, uh, regarding... Um, Dodo? No, I don't know. No. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Jumping back, he's he's actually replying to a previous tweet about Dodo leaving the the uh, leaving, and they didn't film kind of a goodbye. Okay. Uh, it says, which is which is what they did for Michael Craze and Anakin Will Willis in the Faceless Ones. They both get abducted and don't appear after Episode Two when the contracts finish, but mm. they had recorded their farewell in the pre-filming. Uh, in the airport, so they could appear in part six. So that is that's uh that's fascinating. Okay, so maybe even they were like planned on doing that, and just it did they didn't get around to it, and therefore I liked it. more of the conspiratorial mind. Yeah, they me just too. Didn't care and didn't want her to. Eh, didn't matter. Um, let's see. Paul Paranoid says this might be the only time the TARDIS's disguise serves any purpose whatsoever. But I do like that they, yeah, they had the policeman walk we, by. Yes, we didn't we didn't talk about that. That's He's cute. like, you know, they, I have to put the sign on because they'll try to use it. And you get the guy in the background actually trying to go in. Yeah, I mean, it's so we don't really get into the contemporaneous time period um, in this show very much. I think the last time you and I saw one was Barbara and Ian leaving. And mm-hmm. for them, it was even two years in the future. For them yeah, running through the streets and stuff. That was interesting. Yeah, yes, but yeah, that's right. I forgot about the the slideshow montage <laughs> frolicking. Uh, but you know, you're right, Paul. This is this is funny that they that they not only put up the out of order sign and make reference to the fact, right? That it's but it's fun, not odd that it's have there. The police officer walk by, which right. is really fun. It's like one of the first times. It's not at all strange a police box would be where it is, right where it is. Yeah. Now you'd be like, what? What is that thing? Uh, Creator Talks Pod says the War Machines is my favorite Hartnell. Set in really, the, his favorite Hartnell. I, 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 it's definitely Fair. up there for me. Um, I like this this version of the Doctor in this setting uh, and pacing better than a lot of the stories. Um, so uh, goes on to say, set in London, it felt like a Pertwee story. With the exception of Hartnell's line fluffs, yes, he does have so many in this story too. Um, he does, but it's almost it's like. Cute. Better than normal, right? I mean, because right. some some of these ones that we've done, he's flubbing lines left and right. I actually thought, even though they're there, mm-hmm. he did a better job. I feel like than he normally does in this. I agree. I you agree. know, because I feel like some of them I was like, Jesus, man, <laughs> get that get that guy a, co- a cup of coffee or something. 
Yeah, it is, it's definitely an endearing thing, uh, quality for him, I think. Um, uh, Creator Talks goes on to say, I do like the cap and cape, uh, the doctor's, uh, the cap and cape that the doctor's rocking, and Polly is great. She's cheeky and has great eye makeup. Oh, her eye makeup is pretty fantastic. Yeah, she's good. I like her. And uh, I like the opening title font, very uh, rollerball. Um, and he included a poster of Rollerball, Houston versus Madrid. What is Rollerball? Um, just like it sounds. Uh, <laughs> it it sounds looks like a combination of a roller film? skate. I don't know if it's a film or if it's a real thing. I don't know. And I'm a not 1975 film. Dan. But it is definitely that uh, that bank computer uh, font at the bottom of a check. Yeah, all very good stuff. Thank you for that. Uh, Matthew Pittard says, replace these, the, the war machine uh, uh, themselves, replace these with the cleaners from Paradise Towers. Uh, yeah. All right. Much better, different, different design. Um, also, why number each war machine? Does Wotan <laughs> have a bad memory vials and forgets who is who? And apparently they, so there's the 10 different war machines that are being built strategically all over London. Um, so what they had originally wanted to do was build 10 prop war machines. And that just seems crazy. That like, seems of course that much. was too expensive. So they couldn't do that. Um, so instead they just had little numbers that they would replace on the one prop mm-hmm. to make it be a different one. Apparently a cost saving measure. Well, you would think, uh, I can't imagine that, that that was a cheap thing to build, even though it didn't look, inc- it, I thought it looked pretty good though, but, and, and it was functional. They had it out in the world, like, Driving down the road and I guess, but in front of a green yeah. screen where it's just kind of running at you, which was kind of fun. Uh, anyway, uh, Luke says, uh, I saw someone recently say it's a Hartnell story for people who don't like the Hartnell era. And I can't get that out of my head now. That's very interesting. Uh, my favorite thing about this episode is the very strong characterization of Ben and Polly. Yeah, I, I, the scenes of them, the introductory scenes of them in, the, in Inferno is great. You yeah, get they, to have give, them... they give them instant personalities. And an in instant these, connection too. Yeah, they some seem of these to really don't. Yeah, um, we didn't even really talk that you know Polly gets hypnotized and she's in the warehouse, and Ben gets captured but not hypnotized and is put to work without any guard. No one's trying to stop him. Polly just kind of lets him go, but they do get this whole like fisticuffs, hand to hand fight yeah. between Ben and Polly, which was really an interesting thing. Like it. it Ben didn't like easily overpower her or anything, nope. especially after you see the fight that he had with that guy, the jerk in the bar previously, where he just completely laid him out. So I like that he and Polly actually had a bit of a struggle. So it gives her more of a, you know, I say this a lot, but more agency, more autonomy, uh, just a little more interesting than just a damsel in distress. I wonder, so it sounds like Ben and Polly are a duo the way Bar- Barbara and Ian were a duo, and they'll be together forever, forever until no, I don't, I don't know, off kind of thing. I would assume that, but I don't, I don't know if we get to actually no, we see don't them. Know. Apparently, this is one of, if not the only, complete story um, with Ben and Polly. But complete meaning surviving episodes on film. Oh, um, really? And then okay, and then Hartnell's gone soon, right? And then we're gonna have. Patrick Troughton. So Patrick Troughton and Ben and Polly are probably the Ian and Barbara and Hartnell. Right, right. Pairing. And yeah. most of 
Patrick Troughton's episodes were, you know, overwritten with old episodes of Simon and Simon. <laughs> whatever they, <laughs> From the whatever they've got. On, or Blue Peter season. <laughs> 16. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, you know, we, don't, we won't get to see more of Ben and Polly, but I really like these characters. So that's what you what you said was true, though? So there's, like, hardly any surviving... That's what sad. According to the internet, which cannot lie, yep. uh, this is one of the only fully, uh, if not the only fully... Right, and we, and the one we Sorry. watched with her was animated. So it was all animated. There you go. Yeah, so sad. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> the doctor on Twitter says this story oh. is a very clear prece- uh, precedent of what would end up being the era of the third doctor. So someone else saying this was um, a Hartnell story for people who don't like the Hartnell era. Someone else saying this felt like. Uh, uh, so two two different people saying this felt like a Pertwee story, and I can definitely see that. Like we said, this kind of sets up um, presages the whole unit being stuck on Earth thing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this is where they got those ideas from that they knew that it could work. Um, and lastly, a, a few tweets from our friend Misfit Scully says, "Hi guys, really enjoy the War Machines." Director Michael Ferguson only recently died. Um, this shows off the Post Office Tower beautifully. Awesome architecture. I must. Th- you know, for us watching it 50 years later, I don't know the significance of that building, um, but it looked so cool. So I can imagine that's that's a really um, iconic tower, especially at the time. And to use that as the setting for the show must have been really cool for the people um, contemporaneously there. Um, Scully goes on to say, the War Machines director, Michael Ferguson, was sort of the first Dalek. He was an assistant floor manager on The Dead Planet, the first episode of the first Alex story. And he held a plunger in view at Barbara at the end of the episode cliffhanger. That's awesome. Still one of the best endings. Agree. That's an iconic cliffhanger. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, and that he goes on to become a director is really cool. Lastly, they say, um, I know you don't do ads, but I need views for my blog. Uh Oh, got sucked <laughs> into a, a, a plug here. Um, Plugs are fine. We'll plug. I want to beat uh, 2020's total of 2712. Currently need 330 to achieve this. The blog is at misfitsmidlifecrisis.com. Yeah, head on over there. And always mentions the pot on it. Oh, well, a reciprocal. It's like uh, one of those uh, blog rolls. Uh, from back in the early yeah. days. Oh, the yeah, the old blog roll. WordPress, uh, so, so 2005. Uh If you can do this, it's not a problem. Of course. It's, yes. yes. Yes, it's cheeky, but we don't care. That's great. Yeah, um, if you have a podcast or a blog or something right. and you're a listener of the show or you're putting some kind of album, any creative endeavor, you can let us know about it. We'll plug we'll be it. Happy I'm, to I'm all it. for plugging people's hard work creatively. I'm all for plugging people. Uh, hey now! So thank you, thank you. So hey, much. did you I'm... see uh, totally unrelated? But did you see Hawkeye? Because I didn't. Not yet. I, I wanted to. Good, I bad. Have not. not I good? have not watched it yet. I okay. like. Fair I enough. like Kate Bishop in the comics. Um, I don't like Jeremy Renner all that much as Hawkeye. So I'm interested to see the transition. Well, I love the Matt Fraction, David Aha. I think you're, I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, comic book and from uh-huh. what i could tell from the trailer it seems heavily influenced based, by that influenced yeah. by that run oh, that's um, cool so anyway go on we don't i do like I when they when they use what i like when they very clearly use specific source material and kind of take put their own spin on it to finish the MCU, yeah i mean enough I that the like logo that. is taken from the design cool. of the thing so yeah 
That's awesome. I like when they do that as long as they pay the people that made the thing that they're oh, basing that... it on, which I don't think they always do. So that's a... I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, why? I hope that's the case, too. Look at you. <laughs> Thinking about the, uh, the important things. So thank you again. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, that's at TODW Show yep. on Twitters. But if you want, you can also send us an email. That's uh, the old Doctor Who Show at Gmail. We got some emails. Yeah, we and, got an and email. Didn't we uh, have more tweets or you did all the tweets? That's all the tweets that I see. Oh, there were there were a couple of threads, and it's hard to read threads on uh, about this because it's just a little bit of back and forth. But if, okay. you, if you if you want to follow all that, just look. For I know the we definitely got some good emails, so I yeah. guess j- jump onto the emails. Look at this here. Um, this is an email from Conrad uh, Hair of the Hounds on Twitter. It says, uh, "Dear Eric and Dan, thanks. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving, you beautiful people. Oh, thank Aww. you." Loving the reviews, Eric discovering the gunfighters via the medium of edibles was true, a highlight. True story. It, it is funny that you can remember it so clearly. He <laughs> uh, says, I think you'll enjoy the War Machines. Lots to say, but we have to talk about those crazy kids from the Inferno Club, especially Polly and Ben. The most successful youth culture sidekicks in Who, and easily the cutest and coolest. Agree with that. Um, yeah, they definitely felt like real people. Yeah, and they were just cool, like, but... but- it's interesting because you're basically saying, Dan, like, all that stuff's gone. So how are people getting to know them if you can't watch them? Um, well, I know that a lot of people are into those – just so the audio recordings still exist and they'll do – what are they called? So like pe- the telesnaps or whatever. So you get, like, stills from the shows. Okay. So I'm sure there's, like, reconstructions of some of these things. And that's not to say that entire stories are gone. What I meant to say is this is the complete only complete story. Gotcha. So there okay. may be some – that have one or two missing. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Keep going. Uh, I will, thank you. <laughs> Dan, stop. Say Go. Stop. Poor Dan I, had I to deal I'm with producing... me for seven years just going, no, stop. Hold on. Stop. Go. I hope I'm pronouncing Wait. the actress's <laughs> name correctly, uh, but the actress playing Polly Anarchy Willis. Okay. I hope that's right. Uh, sure. Is a genuine, genuine groovy chick then and now. I met her once mm. and was ecstatic when she actually said far out. Oh, that is cool. the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, check out these amazing pics of her uh, in Swinging Carnaby Street and the cover of 60s film mag. We'll add yeah, these we'll to the show page. These, these are pretty page. awesome. Um, really, really cool. What an, a dynamite lady. Love it. Uh, two, Michael Craze <laughs> brings freshness and energy as Ben. And looks adorable in his sailor uh, uniform. I kid you not. The HMS teaser. I will say. Oh, and he goes on to say, very popular with the gays. And you will see from the Twitter hashtag, uh, Ben Jackson Claxon um, contains a nautical innuendo. I have to say, not like I said, I, I didn't recognize Ben and Polly because we've only seen them in the animated form. And I did think, well, that's a handsome guy sitting at the bar. So the, the actor Ben is definitely... Not bad. Uh, so very popular with the gays. Well, this one included. So that's great. Um, I'm glad I'm on the right on the right band ship there. Um, lastly, he says, uh, poor Dodo gets unceremoniously written out. But actress yep. Jackie Lane, while very private, showed up to Who events until she passed away uh, earlier this year. Um, check out the brilliant spoof Dodo exit in Pip uh, Medellis. I don't know what I'm words sorry, you're I saying. I just is. hear sounds coming out of you. <laughs> Check out this brilliant spoof, uh, Dodo Exit, getting shot of Do- getting shot of Dodo on YouTube. Anyway, there's a there's a clip here. We'll All also right. link link we'll it in the show as well. The show notes. 
speaking of endings, he yes. says, the old Doctor Who show nears its final uh, year, but wait, it looks like you still have one complete Hartnell to go. The Keys of Marinus includes a knife-wielding fetish monsters and Barbara smashing up brain creatures with a hammer. He knows that if we mention Barbara, yeah, I'm going to have to do it. Take it well, here's the thing. Is, is that thing? on BritBox? I will let you work that out while I finish reading the okay, last Okay, you keep reading and I will look this. that up. Because if it is and it's got Barbara, Barbara and it's recommended, that's not the first time. I, th- I feel like someone else has, has, has said that, that same and I, story. I even recognized that <laughs> Maybe it was Hair of the Hound twice. It <laughs> probably was. I definitely heard it before. Uh, There's the Hair of the Hound and a sock puppet <laughs> that was also dressed up like Hair of the Hound. That said, please do keys of Marinus. Um, last uh, says... Uh, I am begging, uh, personally begging, in all caps, oh, begging you okay. to cover the 1981 special, yes. K9 and Company. Wait, what? <laughs> which sees Sarah Jane team up with K9 to fight black magic at Christmas. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, there is 100% so much happening here. Uh, it has Ain't to be seen to Black be magic? And is crying out for a Dan and Eric live review with festive drinking. This is actually a very nice idea. I don't think we'll be able to do it for this Christmas, but maybe we'll do it in this winter time if you feel like uh, switching things up. Eric, well, we maybe could... we could do it for this Christmas, Dan. What's it called? What's Canine, the name of it? Canine, Canine and, Company? and Company. If we can find a version of this yeah. that's complete, maybe we will do that. I that's mean, a very, that's we're a not very even good... in December yet. We should be and you know what? We'll, we'll, if we do do it... We uh, don't have dates. We can move Conrad, we're going to give you a producer credit. If <laughs> I can't if find it, though. It. So right. we'll, we'll figure that we'll out by next time or by when Dan and I talk again. Yeah. We'll, I can't we'll, find we'll, it we'll on BritBox, but doesn't mean that it's not there. Some other illicit place on the internet. BritBox uh, search is a little weird. Thank you so much for, for that awesome email and great idea. So we will look into both Keys of Found it. and K9 uh, and, and Company, a girl's best friend. Sarah Jane searches for her missing aunt in a sleepy uh, Gloucester, Gloucestershire village? Gloucester. What is it? My, it's fine. It's on Gloop, here. Gloop it's only 49 Chotster. minutes. <laughs> yes. 1981? Come yeah. on. This sounds great. We Maybe gotta do it. We could do it live, we'll, we'll, and it's a we'll Christmas theme thing. So we'll we'll get our eggnog. We'll get our uh, we'll, we'll get to. our mulled wine. We'll get our edibles, yes. and we'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> yeah, I Maybe think we'll, 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 we'll make that happen. And the other one was Keys of Marinus, right? Yes, All right. the Key Party of Marinus. Uh, fantastic. So thank you very much for that email thank again. You. If you want to email us, you can do that at the Old Doctor Who Show. At gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also right. uh, check out all of the gifts for the show on our Instagram uh, feed. That's at, also at TDW because Show. Your, or your gifts, your gifts are on my list. Oh, very yeah. nice. Uh, the gifts that keep on coming. So Keys of Marinus is also available on BritBox. Fantastic. Maybe we'll slot that in there somewhere as oh, well. Oh, dude. One, two, three, four, five, six parter. Just going <laughs> to let... let Throw well, that that's it. There. it is oh a boy! Maybe we'll just we'll review the first part, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> All right, we're in for K nine and company. Yes, we are out. We'll discuss Keys of Marinus. <laughs> the sti- based on the stills, it looks kind of cool though. 
Okay. I'll say that. Um, remember, you can also go, uh, when we make these changes, you can go to the show page at uh, com. You can see all the previous stories. Our RSS feed right now is only showing the mo- 100 most recent reviews that we've done. And we've done 120-something already. So, But if you want to see all of them, they are available on our show page. Um, I think that's it. Um, Eric? We had reviews that on the UK oh. site, but I don't know how to access them that some listener told oh, us how to do. I don't know if you gave them credit for that, but they did contact us and said something like, hey, I've been leaving reviews. Stop asking us to leave reviews. And we were like, that's because you're not in the u.s and we only have access to the u.s and then they figured it out or maybe you figured it out but no, somebody someone, figured someone it out. told us i thought we talked about this on the last maybe we did because <laughs> clearly i don't rem- i thought we had reviewed dune and we didn't hang on one second hang on one second okay the way you do it is you go to the you generate the the link to the show on the podcast app then you replace the country code, which for us says U.S. because USA. Um, yep. So we can change that to one of the other country codes. And what's the country code for the is, UK? Is it, it UK? Is G- no, it is GB of all things, which feels a little controversial. Um, but it does only show us uh, a couple of them. It doesn't actually. It only shows us snippets. Um, so we can't actually see the entire thing, but let's see what we got. Let's let's take a quick quick gander. Yeah, here. well, we got the top three, and they go back to we have one from November 9th. We have one from October 29th, and October, and by the way, I didn't mention five star reviews. Five star reviews. Yeah, I didn't mention Goblin, my fantasy adventure graphic novel, available oh, now for me and Will Perkins, which is hadn't heard of it. Doing very well in the UK, and that is 100% thanks to the fine listeners on this show. So hey, I'm not surprised to see such great reviews. It's holiday gift-giving time. Oh my god, it's what holiday gift-giving time. Thing. If you know someone uh, that that likes graphic novels, you should throw it out. And it actually was on sale throw it up. in the uh, UK. I don't know if it's still on sale, but if you check the Amazon.co.uk site... The last time I looked, they had it discounted, so why not pick it up right now? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so speaking of those reviews, though, we do yeah, have three, three five-star reviews. This one from Harry Whitley that says, Amazing is the, the title of the uh, review. I can't argue with that. No, it's a good covers it. Uh, they say, I don't know how I've only just found this podcast, but I'm so glad I did. Great podcast, personable hosts, and great content. Keep up the good work. Thank, Thank you, you, Harry. Harry can't complain about that one um another five star review from october uh column callum callum 12 acn says superb podcast again you guys are the smartest podcast listeners in the world uh i don't write many reviews but i had to for this podcast been listening on and off for a couple of years now and always find myself coming back by no means the most knowledgeable about the show <laughs> I, we never pretend I like when people I, feel the need to point that part out <laughs> We, we make no votes. These guys are not uh, "quote unquote" smart. No, uh, no, no, no. It's it's almost that we've. Never they don't have Doctor Who before. smarts. No, no, no. We're we're more street smart. Yeah. Um, so they, by no means, the most knowledgeable of the show. Can't argue with that. But the chemistry, yeah. and the humor yeah. between these two hosts more than makes up for that. So thank you. Can't argue with that. And lastly, uh, the last review here is novel length. Um, 
but I'll, I'll suffice it to say, uh, Helena uh, <laughs> gave us a five star review. I think I, I'm guessing they would have given us six stars. Oh, if they thank could've. you. Thank you, uh, Helena. But the, the uh, review is entirely in defense of the <laughs> Fifth Doctor, which I will not read. <laughs> but if you guys want to read it, go. Yeah, uh, no, go I, to we the, got it le- a little bit. Hello there, and thank you for this oh, podcast geez. and all the hard work, the work that goes into making it. Dan, remember our promise, we have to read it. Oh. I have very much enjoyed listening to your discussion of Classic Who. After listening to the majority of episodes now, I would like to offer a defense oh, boy. of the Fifth Doctor. Uh-oh. Five's character shines a light on other aspects of the Doctor's persona, uh, fallibility, youthful exuberance, compassion, whilst latching onto aspects of previous incarnations, preferably uh, preferring to play the fool and appear more harmless than he actually is, like two, or having the irritability of one. Then there is his gentle Edwardian manner. He is a humble incarnation uh, who is inordinate... Or how do you pronounce inordinately? it? Inordinately, inordinately intelligent. Yeah, we did it, but doesn't like to flaunt it, and in fact is almost too insecure to do so. He has simple pleasures that give him a lot of joy, but that, owing to his tendency to end up saving planets, he so rarely gets the chance to enjoy, such as cricket. And he does like cricket. He's dressed at any minute that you can go into a cricket game. Absolutely. Uh, he is stoic. I like his reserved nature and the way he seems emotionally invested with the other species he encounters. One thing in particular that really saddens me is that Peter Davison wanted to inject humor and more of his own personality into the role, but JNT wouldn't permit it. That was a huge mistake because Davison in real life is naturally funny and warm person. In fact, he is very, quote-unquote, doctor-like. In his natural character, and by refusing Davison the same expressive freedom that his predecessor Tom Baker had, Davison was essentially playing the role with one hand tied behind his back. As an aside, Five had god-awful companions. Uh Uh-oh. Controversy. The exception, of course, uh, was Nyssa. Nyssa was everything that Tegan wasn't. Intelligent, curious, and she had a focus and high sense of morality <laughs> and is eventually what led to her parting ways with the doctor. I feel like I'm filibustering. If Five had been able to ditch Tegan, or better uh-huh. still, if her character had never been created. Ouch, oh, my God. And just traveled with Nyssa and Davison, had been able to inject more of himself into the role, yeah. then I think Five would undoubtedly be looked upon with all yeah. the fondness and acclaim that Tom Baker still is. And I'm a huge fan of Tom Baker. I think Davison had a lot to contend with as the Doctor, but the fact that he still managed to create thoughtful, gentle, stoic incarnation with a unique persona is to me testimony to what a good Doctor he was. Finally, I'm really sorry because I know you like her. But at the same time, I think Tegan was a particularly awful companion for me. Oh my. Oh my. She personifies the very worst of the human condition. Despite the whole of time and space laid before her, Tegan has no interest in learning about anything. Not True. science, not philosophy, not That's the true. stars. Just nothing. Okay, this is me jumping out here. That's 100% true. I can't. Yeah, she has no that. wonder in any. Wait, she has no wonder in anything. Isn't yeah. clever, 
isn't inquisitive, and completely fails to appreciate the things she experiences. Oh Tegan is ignorant and doesn't hesitate in expressing that ignorance every time she talks. She's not interested in exploring the great unknown, not interested in making contact oh with uh, her... Two? Hitherto. I got you. I got you back. <laughs> this is the, the part of the podcast when you realize I have no idea how to read. Unknown <laughs> forms of life. It's all phonetic. She, she has no desire to make the universe a better place. She has no higher morals such learning about other species in order to better understand her own place among them. What she does like to do is talk a lot, moan a lot, and yet offer no practical or philosophical input. In summary, she is a typical self-centered human being who thinks only of her own personal gratification and myopic self-interest. Stepping outside of the fictional world of classic Who, it is not difficult to see why Tegan is such a selfish two-dimensional character. She was created by Jonathan Nathan Turner as a way to try to get freebies to fly to Australia, etc. So it's easy to see why such cynical, disingenuous creation led to her being such a dreadful character with the same traits. One also has to consider that JNT was, to my mind, a terrible showrunner. Wow. Who exploited Doctor Who for his own self-gain, much like another future showrunner who similarly <gasps> destroyed as- aspects of Who canon which one? Which and one? created dreadful characters for his own purposes. Everyone says that about every showrunner. Whew. Anyway. Uh, first off, that was an amazing defense of the fifth uh, Doctor, sure. so bravo so. Uh, for writing us that Um yeah, I wonder who who is being referred to at the end. Is that a a dig at a modern uh, sh- showrunner, which I would think maybe. maybe, or is it a, a dig at some other showrunner that came within the classic series? No one knows. You decide. No one can yourself. know. It's impossible it's to impossible know. It's impossible to know. And once you know, it kills the mystery. So it's better not knowing. Come up with your own theories. I could tell. Not a fan of JNT, but nor am I. So I think I, I would agree with you on that. I still like Tegan. Uh-oh. I don't know what it is about Tegan. I don't know if it's the accent. I don't know if it's the fashion sense. Uh, but you're not wrong. She's not wrong in the points that she's making here. Eric, are you still there? Right? I mean, all of that is true. She, oh, no. She, and I think we constantly so complain about, about Tegan and Davison. He treated her poorly. She also, you know, as what's being brought out here is not interested Did we did we talk so much we broke? No, you're I fine. Don't... You're fine. You're fine. Keep okay. keep what you had. Uh, that was my bad. Okay, so that's all. I just want as an excellent point. I still like Tegan, even though you make a great case. Um, and I, yeah. I I felt like Davison was very mean to Tegan uh, throughout his run, uh, which is why I'm not such a huge fan of him. But it's something to think about next time I watch a Peter Davison. Story, I personally will keep an open mind. I cannot speak for my better half, Dan, over there. I don't know what he's going to say. I, I, here's what I'll say. Um, when anyone gets down on the fifth Doctor, I will just remind them that there is the sixth Doctor. That's all. Yeah, it's yeah. No, he's, no, he's better than Colin Baker. I mean, you can't, if there was a defense of Colin Baker on this well, uh, story, I'd be upset. I would do a I'd defense of Colin Baker. Get out of here. I don't want to hear listen nope. to the big audio stuff. No. Some of my oh, favorite... Okay. All right. That made me like Colin Baker. Well, 
I don't like the way that he was portrayed in the show. Anyway, no, fine. his episodes are not good. Eric, uh, this is a bonanza for you. I know this is not exactly Christmas time, no. so we're a little early here, but I do have a few more reviews if you'd like them. How'd you get more, more reviews? I, I, I went to other English-speaking uh, links here, and uh, oh, we, okay. have, we never looked sure. at Australia. Throw them out. So I can't. I, I need a break after reading. I'll, I'll just do the, the ones from this year. Two more five-star reviews coming from Australia. Oh, thank five you, Australia. Reviews overall. Folks. Thank you so much. Uh, everyone else has already stopped listening to the show because it's really just for no, you. No, you had to listen to that. That was very well written. That was good. Um, I think yeah, that was a uh, good, good, uh, well-written defense of the um, Fifth Doctor. And yes. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> we have to read whatever you write. We will read them. So if you want to sneak in your erotic poetry, I'm going to have to read it. You and we'll do saying? character voices. If you, if you want to give a <laughs> breakdown of the characters, we'll do a little uh, rehearsal beforehand. Uh, five-star review from JWPM in May of uh, this year. Okay. Fantastic podcast for fans of the classic series. Indeed. Brilliant podcast to listen to for those short journeys to work, etc. The lads don't take themselves or the series, series too seriously. It's Feels true. like a compliment, but at the same time, is it? Uh, and the reviews are always entertaining, even if some of the serials are not the greatest. Thank you so much. Thank we try to make it listening. fun, even if we seven uh, years. We're hitting seven years. Get the heck out of here! Yep. Uh, another one um, from Marketry twenty eight um, in June of this year from Australia says, "My favorite." Doctor Who podcast. Oh, Eric. thank you. And there what? are there a are lot. so many good podcasts. Yeah, there out are there. a lot of do- you throw a rock, thank you're you. going to hit a Doctor Who podcast. So that is a uh, very high praise. They say I love these guys. They come to each episode without any preconceptions. I'm editorializing and without having done any research. <laughs> uh, they go through the plot in some detail and give their own honest opinions. They are also very funny. Ah. Thank, Thank you so you. much for that. Uh, so Australia is now on our list of uh, favorite countries. Yeah. So we appreciate that. Um, we can also look at Canada. Other people call it Canada. <laughs> yes. Um, there's nothing nothing super recent, but there's three uh, three podcast uh, reviews that I'm able to see here. So Merce Chapel says, "Oh no, Doctor Super says Doctor Super Merce." Chapel is the title of this. Okay. I don't know what that okay. means. These guys have a great back and forth and get a kick out of every show. It is refreshing to have fans who clearly really enjoy the show but haven't lost the fact that you don't need your compendium at your bedside nope. to add your piece to the conversation. Very true. Uh, being from Canada, I also enjoy the stories about bear attacks and walking in the woods. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Hey, we've had more sightings recently. I'll, I'll save that for another show. Uh, Border City Andy says, this helps. This is helping get through the dreadful Colin Baker years. Thanks. <laughs> Five-star review. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Cool. And lastly, uh, I don't know, bi-monthy alloy? Okay, sure. sure. says, nice change. Uh, enjoying the show a lot. Feels like you're on a ride with the hosts. I'm really only a second Doctor fan, but enjoyed listening to fun discussions of the other Doctor's episodes. Definitely a l- give a listen if you're a Doctor Who fan. Thank you. I think I will give a listen to this show. Um, but that's, uh, I think, all... Yeah, that's all that we got. So, but That's great. For, now, that for system that you just did, so is it easy now for us to read international yeah, reviews so we could we start can doing check. that? At least we can see the most recent ones, so we'll see if they updated. So, if you're in one of those far-flung regions that also happen to speak English... Um, 
because that's just going to make it much easier for us. I'm mm-hmm. not going to try to try to read sure. the, the, our Lithuanian reviews, although I hope there are some. Um, please do so, and we will read them aloud yep. next time. And we will uh, read all of the text. or not. Yep, uh, and, and in other news, uh, be sure to watch oh. The Monster of Peladin. So this is a, a return... <laughs> To the Paladin storyline, with the monster this is a John Pertley story, which we had done. So we had done a Curse of Paladin already. So this is now Monster of Paladin. So this and, is, I guess, the sequel to that with uh, John Pertley is our next story. So when is that one going to drop in the podcast? I don't weeks, know, folks. It's three weeks uh, from Wednesday. So where does that? Oh, should we should we not do it and then? That's do... what I'm wondering. Okay. I think, folks, go ahead. No, ride, I think ride, you're right. Ride the monster Let's of Peloton. It. Let's what do it. Can... Let's mix it up. Oh Let's god. not ride that Peladon. Oh my god! <laughs> so this many is... kids were killed uh, by the Peladon that they so the, it affected the stock. Babies were just getting. Uh... Dan, do you want to do the canine, canine and company next? It's, that would be the twenty eighth of December recording. No. Lying? I think it's the, the episode before Christmas. It's the episode before Christmas. It would drop uh, the Christmas week. Yes. Let's do it. And it things are rough. Are we do it and live? It, and it's a it's only an hour. Are we going to do it live, Eric? We could do it live on Twitter. We could do it live on Twitter. Do it on Maybe Twitter Spaces. Okay, is that well, what it's called? Well, here's what we're gonna. Yes, that's what it's called. We're, Eric and I will figure out the details because that's what yes. uh, show hosts are for. Yes, um, but and we will we'll give you Monster ample Pelican notice. Peloton post. Yeah, but we'll we're gonna take Hair of the Hound's suggestion here. We're gonna do a live show. We're gonna do Sarah Sarah Jane's story. Yeah, it's gonna be lovely. We'll we'll do it live. We'll have mm-hmm. some drinks. Yeah, we'll make it festive. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Because so otherwise, if details. we ended up doing Monster Peladin, Christmas would come and go, and it would go. But let's just commit right. to it now. It's committed, and it's actually easier for us because it's only it's an hour. So much easier. Uh, and then we're 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 entering the new. Do we have an episode before the end of the year? No, that would be it. Okay, so then we start the year off with the Monster, with the Monster of Peladin, of and Peloton. we are. Unless we decide to do that Keys of Marinus, otherwise it's just going to be Tom Baker and. And uh, Pertwee. Pertwee. Back to back. We'll figure that out. We'll let you know what we're doing for Keys of Marinus. Great idea.